This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music, interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, metalmayhemroc.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. And now, welcome tonight's host, John the Vernomatic Verno. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Memorial Day to all out there. Thank the servicemen and women that have protected this great country in the past, present, and in the future. Much appreciated on this day. We are going live today with a special edition of Metal Mayhem ROC. We're going to talk about the Nashville Creature Fest that's uh, happened this weekend. It's a hot topic uh, just a fiasco. Let's get right into it. Let me welcome Metal Mayhem ROC correspondent Ian O'Rourke. Hey, Ian. Happy uh, Memorial Day. How are you, man? You too, brother. Glad to be here with you. Um, you know, and to you know, and to second what you said. You know, thank you to all the servicemen and women, always. You know, and keep the people that we've lost in your your hearts forever. You know, because I mean, they they made the ultimate sacrifice. So, uh, well said, my friend. So uh, this weekend, like I said in the open, Creature Fest, what it was down in Nashville, it was a festival. They had Vinnie Vincent of Kiss there, Ace Freely, Peter Chris was there as well, Bruce Kulick. They were there and they were celebrating, in air quotes, if you will, the Vinnie Vincent era. And going into the show, we tried to get some people that were there for a firsthand account and with time constraints, you know, this is a hot topic. Uh, a couple people appreciated the invite, but they wanted to get the word out on their own platforms first. So that being said, Ian and I have done some research. I'm sure you've seen some of the reports. It's really a fascinating train wreck of a weekend. And we're just here to discuss it, give you a little house cleaning, tell you about what's going on with, uh, you know, the Metal Mayhem ROC podcast it's the summer, and we're all busy, but it's still a top priority. So Ian and I just wanted to check in. Ian, uh, through research, uh, what can you add to about what this Creature Fest well, is all about? It, you know, it really, it sounds like it was a concocted, as you had said, uh, you know, special invite to uh, get Vinnie Vincent. You know, people, he's been a topic of conversation 
in regards to his relationship with Kiss off and on for the last, what, several years uh, because of the debacles he's had with uh, some of his appearances. And, uh, you know, the thing that struck me the most, uh, it, it was really awkward about the whole thing, is him starting out with the doors closed before anybody had entered with before any of the other bands that were scheduled to play this event, play or played a note. He starts getting up on stage and wanking off on the guitar. And as I said to you off, you know, Mike, it, it didn't sound, it wasn't anything special. You know, it's just him amplified, you know, you know, doing these stupid things. And, you know, like, uh, like you had mentioned, it sounded like a, you know, a roadie doing a warm up. And that's basically what it was. It just sounded like crap, but everybody was so keyed on the fact that it was Vinnie Vincent. And they all ran in. And when you look at the reports, you know, people that have posted some of these videos, you can hear them making comments while these things are going on. So I really think that they fell on their face with this whole event. So that's, you know, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more, I guess. Well, let's get a little backstory. So this Creature Fest, again, this, these are all loose notes, and you'll find more details as you investigate this. It was down in a convention center in Nashville, and this was just announced maybe two or three months ago. So it was loosely put together, and what it was was, again, Vinnie Vincent, Ace Freely, part of his solo band, Bruce Kulick. Peter Chris was there as well. They were to celebrate the Vinnie Vincent era. And uh, this is a first bit of opinion that I have about Vinnie Vincent. You know, Vinnie Vincent, he was in the band for a cup of coffee in the 80s. You know, lick it up era. And then uh, he hasn't done jack shit musically since. He had some success with the Vinnie Vincent invasion. But after an album or two, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, you know, that band broke up. The The guys went ahead, uh, Dana Strum and Mark Slaughter, and they formed Slaughter. So they even got rid of them. Why is Vinnie Vincent so relevant? Are Kiss Tards that desperate? Um, and I'm a Kiss fan, and I like that Vinnie Vincent stuff. I thought, it, you know, I thought it was great. But does the guy carry that much clout to make the worthiness of this, this All I festival? Can think of, Vern, Which, is, you know, when you... You, you think about the, the anomaly that is KISS, you know, the, the, that larger-than-life, you know, cartoon character-ish. You know, I mean, Christ, they, had, they did their own comic book back in the 70s. The uh, Ankh, you know, Pharaoh, whatever he was, and, uh, yeah. you know, the Fox with uh, Eric Carr were the only two additional characters from the original four characters. So I think that there's a mm -hmm. certain mystique that he kind of carries that, you know, it, you know, you had to have a successor to ACE and he stepped in and he was somebody that was, you know, different completely than what ACE was, you know, ACE was, you know, has always been a looser kind of, you know, blues based old style, you know, heavy rock guitar player. Then he kind of came in from, you know, the other side, he was trying to bring some of that uh, shredder, if you will, um, uh, ideology into the band. So I think that that just, you know, you add that all together. Uh, and you're right. You know, I mean, he had, you know, minimal, you know, I, I, the only other thing aside in the 90s was his contributions to the Revenge album as far as songwriting. But yeah, yeah. And um, 
I remember back then we had tickets to the Creatures of the Night show. And uh, me and Bill the Rager, another guy on our team, we went to the show and we thought that it was going to be Ace Freely. Because remember, back in, this was January of 83, obviously no internet and Kiss was on life support. They were. This was when they were trying to get back going. And we didn't even know that it wasn't Ace until they came out and we saw Vinnie yeah. Vincent. And again, he wasn't even around that long. So... That's my take on the whole Vinnie Vincent thing. Now, the according to Kiss Cast Brazil, who has filed some reports online, this was the lineup. Like Ian said, he uh, Vinnie started the doors. The doors were closed to the convention center stage, and he started shredding guitar. And then halfway through, they opened up, and there's some videos online you could go and seek out. People running in and positioning while Vinnie is up on a. Um, a tank that's resembling the Creatures of the Night era stage set that Kiss ran with. No spotlight on him. Very dimly lit. Very eerie. And they he, he did that for 30 minutes. Then they went into a uh, version of I Love It Loud. And they were playing the backing tracks and... Just very, very odd. Uh, did, did you happen to see that... That footage yeah, and you know the, the the thing that struck me the funniest was as you pointed out they're playing the backing tracks you and I both witnessed Ace Freely live opening for Alice Cooper last year in September and Alice, or Ace's band is top notch why wouldn't you take advantage of that rather than playing to a dumbed down freaking uh, soundtrack behind you. First off, second off, they had so many problems with getting the damn thing going, you know, that I guess Ace was mm-hmm. at one point, you know, he was started to walk off the stage, but they were able to get him to, you know, convince him to come back out and they finally got deuce started again. But, you know, like I said, you could hear on some of the videos that were there that were able to be captured because that's the other thing. They had yep. were checking people for cell phones and the security guards were slapping them out of people's hands because for whatever reason, they had to keep this era of mystique, but still some people <laughs> got their phones in. I mean, you know, whatever, you know I mean? People smuggling, you know, joints when they patch it down. So, I mean, who the fuck knows, but it just, it's the whole thing baffles me, you know? And, um, I, I gotta say, you know, we had discussed this too. Uh, Bruce, was the best fucking guitar player up there, you know? And he probably was yeah. sitting there thinking, what am I doing? You know, but you know, a buck's a buck, you know, I guess. <laughs> well, uh, to circle back on the whole cell phone, it's not like they didn't let you bring them in. There was no pre-warning. It was once the, everything started and people took out their phones, started taping like uh, they do now, the Renna cops went berserk and were again, physically slapping them out kicking people out of the show and that's a mess and also i had this thing this theory that maybe they're doing the backing tracks because of uh budget reasons maybe they didn't have money to pay the other you know full bands uh i don't know and you know peter chris was there as well because earlier footage they had uh peter and ace doing 2000 man and um another version of there was some, 
Hard Luck Woman, not at the nighttime event, but poolside stuff and just just very, very, very odd. Uh, what else did we uh, What else did we find in research? Uh, Ian, anything well, else? Well, you, you know, it just we we've we've had this discussion before too. When is it time to for some of these people to hang it up? Because I'm a fan of Ace. You're a fan of Ace. Most of our listeners are are a fan of Ace, but Ace is not pulling the same kind of power as a player and as a singer specifically that he did, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, um, he's hasn't done anything consistent with his, um, material putting out stuff. I mean, Christ, the last two albums he, he did were, uh, or, or two of the last three albums he did were a collection of cover songs. Um, mm-hmm. just to get yeah. product out there. And, you know, I mean, he's another one that was, you know, he, he, you know, he held his own to an extent, but his band is what's got him going, you know, at least, you know, and in comparison to when we saw him open for Alice Cooper, Alice is still Alice as he always has been. He didn't miss a beat. He sounded like Alice. He still does the entire performance at his age. So it's not, and he's got an excellent band. So that just elevates him even bigger where Ace, the thing that is making him or that is elevating him at all is his band. It's has nothing to do with him. And he, he does the same thing. He gets up on stage and it reminds me of Ozzy Osbourne with that spastic walk back. If all he does, he's playing a guitar, walking back and forth. Like he's going through the motion. If you don't want to be there, dude, don't be there. I don't think he's going through the motions as much as, you know, he's the late 60s, early 70s. It's um, maybe it went to his head. He's Ace Freely. And I'm not ripping on Ace. I love Ace. I, Christ, uh, me and Kale Jammer just bought some tickets to the Seneca New York Ace show this weekend. I'm still filling his pockets. You know, it'd be great if uh, he released, like you said, new material. And here's some, like, here's a new single. And uh, you're really trying to do it. But, um, you know, how many times are you going to go to the well and just see the old stuff? And, and it, like you said, it's the band that's carrying those songs that are duplicating it. Like you said, when we saw him open for Alice in Utica, New York in September, you know, each one of those band members, one guy was doing Deuce, another guy did Detroit Rock City, and, and it sounded great. And Aces, Aces there to, you know, well, be you Ace. Know, and the other thing that I forgot to mention, you know, kudos to the bass player. He's in a Kiss cover band, and he got up there and did the singing for uh, the performances that they had there, um, and 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 played bass along with it, and he really sounded good, you know? So, I mean, that, at least that positive light was there, but you know, the whole thing was really, you know, I mean, it's not the kiss convention. They're doing this totally sidebar. They probably, you know, because of all of the bullshit that's gone on with um, Vinny, you know, that's probably why they played deuce and cold gin because ACE was there as an invite. He's got writing credits and all that stuff to it. So they don't have to worry about all of that, you know, bullshit from Gene because ACE can do it. You know, where, you know, I Love It Loud was the one song that he probably could, you know, get away with. And Ace was technically involved with, you know, the creation of that album, even though he was, you know, a, a total, you know, mess. 
So I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I I feel bad for you know the Kiss fans like you had and I had discussed. You know, I mean they're they're loyal, they're fanatical, um, but I think that they kind of got a you know got a bum stake uh, you know with this whole thing. I, I don't think it was uh, I don't think it was as good as they advertised that they hoped it would be. Yeah, and uh, I also feel bad here. One last major point I want to make. The people, they they did buy meet and greets. I don't have all the details of what was involved in the meet and greets, but part of it did include autographs of some sort. And then at the last minute, we see online price listing for autographs for additional uh, additional merchandise. And the, 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 the price was just outrageous. Like, $2,000 for him to sign a copy of Kistory, $500 for him to sign a baseball, $1,000 for him to sign maybe a pick guard from a guitar or a guitar. Just absolutely um, uh, just just crazy yeah. numbers. And, you know, Ian, there's a certain subsection of Kiss fans. They would pay ridiculous amounts of money for stupid shit like that. But then again... You know, why would Vinny leave the money on the yeah. table? Well, you know, I, it's just, I don't know what, you know what they charged for the actual beat and greet, but I think it was rumored that the, the minimal cost on this farewell tour that kiss was doing was like 500 bucks and up for an actual meet and greet with the band. And one of the, you know, when it, you know, and don't quote me on this, but I think somebody tried mm-hmm. to, uh, equated at one point in a, you know, a, an article that it was relative to the, you know, the, the COVID, uh, you know, restrictions and, and, and emergencies and stuff like that. You know, th- and this, like I said, this was something I had read quite a while ago, but I can't imagine that they're going to try to be slighted, you know, because that's the, you know, that Vinnie Vincent ego is something that comes into play with everything that he does. Um, he's just, a, he's an odd bird man <laughs> yeah very <laughs> odd well the, the the recent video we've all probably seen kiss doing the sound check where gene came in his bathrobe i think it was in chicago yeah. or something i followed up on that that was only um 275 dollars mm. you know that was pretty intimate the band playing for half an hour they're answering questions they're right there that was the clip where they dug deep into the vault and was playing some you know, obscure songs sure. that they don't play live and stuff. So, uh, you know, I don't know. They they probably have um, uh, different prices for different sure. packages. But to pay that much money to, at one point recently, you were taking a picture of Kiss was behind plexiglass and you're like in the yeah. foreground. Man, you know, if that's the case, Photoshop yeah, right. me something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. But, uh, you know, if people are going to pay, then, you know, who are them to turn away and Here's not take the, thing the money? But is the um, that all goes towards like your your merchandising um, uh, monies. So they're making next to shit on, you know, or, you know, unless you're a huge band, which kiss, yeah. you know, they're probably making a lot of money on the actual performance itself because of the ticket prices. But you know, usual and customary is the bands aren't making much of anything because of the overhead for the show. So everything else goes from merchandise and those meet and greets is another way for them to subset some of that money. Most bands are usually a little bit more agreeable 
you know, it, you know, it, it, it's something that's yeah. affordable to the, the fan. But when you get these giant bands, you know, your Kisses, your Rushes, your Metallicas, you know, uh, Van Halen's, ACDC, you name it, sky's the limit because these are the, you know, these are the biggest bands ever. And people will go out yeah. of their way to try to, you know, get a, a just a little bit of that, you know, so. Well, you know what? They're the ultimate whores. <laughs> this is the last run around. And, you know, that, that stage is expensive sure. as hell. I don't know what they, you know, to make that go off every yep. night just through the roof. But so that was basically what Ian and I wanted to do. Do a quick check in, celebrate Memorial Day, hit the irons while they're hot with the the Creature Fest 2022 the, the debacle. <laughs> yeah, so. Just want to remind everyone, MetalMayhemROC.com, brand new website. Go there, check it out. There you can download past shows, see uh, the beautiful Meet the Team page on there. Ian's there, Metal Walt, Bill the Rager. This Thursday, brand new episode, Metal Mayhem ROC, where we have Danny Ukes, NFT influencer. He's on telling us how... The new craze NFTs have something to do with the metal world, and we have a vintage rock and roll photographer joining us. Ian, you want to throw anything in no, before I get out of here? I encourage everybody, you know, uh, keep you know tabs on the on the page. You know, go back and check out some of the the, the past uh, episodes of the uh, history of metal and some of the the classic uh, Vernomatic podcasts from you know years gone by now, which it's, it's been three years. You know, already. So it's uh, yeah. time's flying by, but you know, there's there's a lot of great stuff there. And uh, you know, if you're if you're into metal like we are, you you'll, you'll definitely appreciate the page. So other than that, everybody have a great weekend, and uh, look forward to seeing you down the road. All right, Ian. We'll right, talk brother, to you soon, care. man. So for Ian O'Rourke, I'm the Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. We'll see you soon. And, and as always, keep it heavy. Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.